You guys, you need to get your hands on the water bottle everyone is talking about. The Hydro Jug. It is seriously one of my new favorite items. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than a half gallon of water so you'll stay hydrated all day long. Now say goodbye to filling up your tiny bottle every hour and hello to your Hydro Jug. Now Hydro Jug is cool because they are great for anything. Going for a run, going to the gym, going for a hike, maybe sitting down and watching a movie. It's perfect for all of that because it holds a half gallon of water. It is dishwasher safe and it's shatterproof. So it can withstand anything that life throws at you. Now Hydro Jug is awesome because they offer 40 different color combinations to pick from as well as these sleeves that help keep your water colder for longer and there's some pretty cool color combinations in that as well. Now each month they offer a special edition jug and a special edition sleeve and you can find that and all their other latest releases on their Instagram at Hydro Jug. Hydro Jug is awesome for the holidays because it's cool, it is affordable, and there's color combos for everyone. And let's face it, we all need water bottles. So if you want to get yours or one for someone you love, go to thehydrojug.com and use discount code COUNTRY to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code COUNTRY, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, at www.thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with the one and only Hannah Dasher. We talked about her original music, including her half record, as well as the You're Gonna Love Me tailgate tour. We also talked about her original series on TikTok, Stand By Your Pan. Hannah Dasher is on the RCM Podcast coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Crush Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Cordless. And today I'm so excited, so amped up, so excited to welcome Hannah Dasher to the show. Hannah, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate hey. it. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Hey, hey. It'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> it'll <laughs> it'll be all right. Thank you for coming to hang out with me, like I said. And, uh, you know, uh, I know we both had some pretty long weekends here, so we're recovering a little bit. Uh, That's right. Me, I'm just tired. I think I just need some sleep, honestly. I'm sure you're feeling the same way. Uh, you just okay. got done playing with uh, Justin Moore, like you just told me. Love Justin yep. Moore. Very Out fun. Yeah, Laughlin Nevada was great. It was awesome. They're they're fun. It, uh, like Justin's, he, of course, he sounds great on radio, but he sounds, even. I was as much of a fan of his voice on radio until I heard him live. And now I'm a, I'm a fan because they, they put on such a great show. And I mean, they're, we're all cut from the same cloth and, you know, you just, uh, they, you know, they're a good boys. I love them. They're a great man. Tucker, yeah. Tucker Wilson's drum head is Dale Earnhardt senior. Yeah. So you can take it from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love my NASCAR family. Too. There you go. I love it too. That's awesome. Um, no, Justin, Justin's one of those guys and I'm, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know if, if this, this pride won't make as much sense to you as it does to uh, my Northeast friends here, but there are some people that don't come all the way up here. There are some artists that don't come all the way up here for good reason. Obviously it's cold. It's one of them too. It's uh, you know, it's, it's depends on what you listen to, but I've been trying to get to Justin Moore show for so long. Well, hey, well the last time I opened for Justin was in Albany, New York. So, uh, and y'all yeah. are country and we are, I love it. Right. Country. Yeah. Seems- yeah. yeah, it was a couple of years ago, but um, but yeah, yeah, he's good. I'm looking forward to more. I mean, I'll I'll be up. I'll be northeast, but I'll be up north with Reba, 
Very this January. January. So that'll be well. That'll be Toledo and uh, Sioux Falls. Where else? Green Bay, Wisconsin. So yeah, we'll. That's I'll be in the Midwest with her. Green Bay. Yeah. It gets cold yeah. though. You better bring your jacket. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. I don't. Maybe I have a personal heater. Some chains and snow tires for that big bus. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> You might need to bring yourself a personal heater. I don't know. That just directly blows on you the entire. Oh, he's married. He, I would, but he's married. I, I really think Rip from Yellowstone will make an amazing personal heater. Or, or young married. McConaughey. It's no secret that I've got a crush. Or young McConaughey. Yes, I've got a crush on those men. Don't and McConaughey's like, you know, he's, uh, they're obviously too old for me, but they're still just so nice to look at. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Scott Eastwood though might be an option. Woo! Uh, yeah. Did you uh, did you start watching? Uh, I don't know. Okay, hold on. Before My I say, yeah, this I'm a Yellowstone fan. No, I haven't watched it yet, so don't ask. Yes, I've watched Yellowstone, but um, I didn't get in. My plane didn't get until like 11 p.m. last night, so I was tired. I crashed. Well, I'm so glad you. Back. I'm so glad you said that because I am very much behind. I am only on season one. Okay, so I didn't Child. watch. It. You need to catch up on that. Well, you're busy chasing after us. Uh, country music up and comers and so i get it so but i'm not as familiar with your podcast i know you've interviewed like my buddy you know ian munzik and uh folks like that but um remembering country music that is a hell of a title uh get into that a little bit of a mouthful right let's go there man yeah it's a little bit of a mouthful so i can uh, i can kind of give you that that background there so so um basically uh got into country music really late in life that that you know I'm, I'm 23 i'm young i got into country music at some point late in high school had some things happen in life was looking to music to uh make me feel a certain way right and i stumbled yeah. across country music and it took off from there for me my obsession started and um you know i i listen to everything i listen i, I can listen to everything from you know someone that has one song out to, what know, turned you on like when you discovered it like was it like a tim mcgraw song was it your straight like what was it it was actually uh, um bless a broken road by rascal flats was one of the interesting okay yeah. yeah so um it was something like that and then i, I they kinda, cut some great songs yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah. and then i, I just kind of started diving in a little bit deeper deeper i started bringing some twang into my sound and uh yeah you know yeah you know it. and uh uh you know the obsession starts you know i i i, I think the reason why i i came up with with the title as it is, was because me and my one buddy, Drew, I'll shout you out here. The two of us, we listen to country music like it's a damn job. And we were listening to it. Uh, we were listening to something one day. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do this whole podcast thing. This was uh, probably a year and a half ago or so. And I go, I, I, I'm not good at names. I can't even come my own Instagram captions. I'll be honest with you. And uh, he goes, you should do this. And I said, why? And he said, well, what do we love about country music? And I said, well, you know, I love the storytelling. I, I love the words and, um, you know, I love the backbone to that, but I also uh, recognize that, you know, a lot of other people appreciate different quote unquote types of country music. Right. So, yeah. um, that that's, and I, you know, I can't sit here right now and tell you that, that I hate the what's country and not country conversation, although I can get as country as it gets. So like there, there's, you know, there's, but people there's hear a- me talk though, Kyle, and they assume that, you know, I don't know who the hell Jack White is, which I'm a fan, and I'd love to collaborate with him. You know, and Justin Timberlake's also a dream collaboration of mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and uh, I don't have to prove my what I mean. Obviously, there's a rock and roll side to me, but I mean, yeah, I, I can get very left of center yeah. with my eclectic taste. Just, but when I open my mouth to sing, it's always going to sound country. But I think that's why it would it'll work in so I many agree. different genres. Although my bread and butter, my heart 
um, is, uh, you know, you, you've got to pick a lane or either make your own lane yeah. and kind of pave a way to establish yourself first. And then I think you can afford to take liberties and branch out. So while mm -hmm. I'm a newcomer, um, I think it's best for me to, you know, to do what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm really happy with this music that I've got out and I'm excited with uh, what I'm fixing to record and uh, get that stuff out to you. I don't know the date of the release, but um, but yeah, if you're if you're new and you're still listening and you're new to who I am, it's uh, I don't know. I call it Skinner with a steel guitar. Hell it's yeah. something totally. It's whatever you love about '90s country meet, meets uh, meeting something fresh that you can't put your finger on. But it's uh, it's timeless. Yeah, it is timeless. I I, I agree. And I I, I uh, your sound is just it's 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 refreshing. It's awesome. It absolutely kicks ass. And like you said, you're as damn country as it gets. And uh, <laughs> there is, there's not much better things than that. I will tell you that. But um, I, my TikTokers I, keep saying they're like, they say they're like, I don't listen to country music anymore. And I love this. Or I don't like, I don't listen to country music, but I love this. And I just think that, I think that, um, you know, country music as we knew it in the 90s is making, or I, because I mean, hell, you weren't born till, you know, 2000, 98. Uh, not, 98. Anyway, don't, don't sell me. I, I was like in elementary or middle school, middle elementary, whatever. I was, I'm older than you, but it's fine. Anyway, I like to say, I think it makes its way back around. And Hank Jr., one of my icons, one of my, he's my number one, I would say, from an artist, stylist, performer, all vocalist everything um but yeah i mean he was uh too rock and roll for the day and you know he kind of had his uh his barriers to break down but he did and he made his own damn lane and you know he's an icon isn't that conversation so funny like where 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 you think about it and it's like they said that to uh to to garth and straight to you know they're not country enough and and, and it just kind of i feel like it just goes in in decades like you have this decade and then the, the new decade is not country enough for the last decade and if you think about it it's a train where it's always just going to keep going 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 and you're probably never going to make anyone happy i just think i think well but but as we as, as we look through history uh pure country always reemerges and makes a comeback we had that with obviously like your hank senior kind of a thing but we had that with um uh, like Merle Haggard in the 60s, you know, and that was big. And then it kind of went away a little bit in the 70s. We had the outlaw movement in 76, boom. And then another 10 years later, we had it, you know, it was going really, really pop. And then back in the 86, we had it again with Randy Travis. Boom, mm -hmm. he brought country back again. Mm -hmm. And then in the 90s, you know, in 89, and other 90s, it was just like, okay, it was this whole thing. And then it went away, you know, about 12 years after that. And then, uh, and then you had an emergence again with Jamie Johnson. Mm -hmm. you know it's randy hauser and gary allen and stuff like that and it held on for a couple of years in the 2000s and then it entered another phase the, the bro country yeah. and then the pop hillbilly thing but then boom here's luke combs and john party and chris stapleton kojo you know yeah at kojo ashley mcbride and you've got ashley. country vocalists that that don't sound like anybody else uh, that are putting out great songs. And so I'm so thankful that they're helping to break down some trees for me. I'm coming out of the way. There you go. There you go. I, 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 I and you said it in such a better way than I would have said it. Cause I would have said that, but it would have been an hour and then we would have gotten the same point, but it would have taken an hour. Well, country, I, uh, country always comes back in a nutshell. So right. I think, uh, 
yeah, there's something really timeless about the genre. Oh. And uh, and I love that we have it uh, because, you know, if you're tired of listening to that, you know, change, go to MTV or what's that something, you know what I mean? Go listen to, you know, go go to go hear Bruno. Go, you know, I, yeah. I love that we have differences. I don't mind the merging of artists and things like that. But at the same time, I think there's something sacred that yeah. you need to kind of preserve or, or it all gets lost. Yeah. You know, don't, don't branch out too far, as I say in the tree. I agree. I agree. And I, I, I think that that what you're saying here is so important because if you think about it this way, the, the, this is the way I'll say it. What you said is that everyone sounds different, right? Like you sound completely different from the next person that's coming down the street, right? When it comes to, to, to what you're putting out, I think that, that that's the uniqueness in, in it all. And I think that some genres don't have that. And I'm glad that country music has that. And I'm glad that, you know, I can, I can look at my friend and say, hey, take a look at, the, at, at Hannah Dasher. And they could be like, whoa. Who on who on God's name is that? You know, <laughs> you know that that is awesome to me, and that that's also why I love to do this because I love to go go across and say, "Hey, listen to this song," and someone go, "Okay, that song really did something for me." Or you know, if I if I play a song for for someone who's not a country music fan, it turns them on to country music. Or or that's you know, right. the best part is about this is that I I feel like in country music in country country music. There's always a way you're oh you're gonna find a song. If you look at a hundred songs, I guarantee you at least one or two of them help you feel a certain way. They either take you out of a For hole, sure. they put you in oh, a yeah. mood, but yeah. they do something to you that takes you farther. And that's why I love the genre. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It comes down to the songs and the songwriting, and that's what I'm trying to dive back into and and do more of all that while I'm uh making all my cooking videos. <laughs> And making content and whatnot. It's a, it's a busy life these days. <laughs> it, it, you know, there are worse problems to have. It is great. There are worse problems to have. Um, let's, why don't we talk about TikTok a little bit? Because that, 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 right. that is on my, uh, on my agenda here. I feel like it's got to be done. Um, so you obviously are on TikTok. You kind of found the, the whole uh, TikTok as an outlet for your cooking. Uh, you know, quite, kind of during the quarantine in that in that area, uh, you have 1.4 million followers on TikTok. 1.4 million—that's ah. unbelievable. And I think that that's awesome. So why can you just like kind of give me a base of, of for of sure, for happened? sure? Um, yeah, I uh, I had the idea copyrighted. I went to my attorney probably seven or eight years ago, my my lawyer then, and it's like, hey, I got this idea for a late night comedy infused cooking show like Fallon meets Paula Dean. I want to call it stand by your pan. Can I just copyright that slogan and reserve it for later use? So wrote him a check, went and scrubbed a bunch of toilets so I could pay for it. And, and then fast forward to the pandemic 2019, all the shows were canceled. I love to entertain. I can't not do it. Whether I'm hosting people in my house or on stage, I've got to entertain. So hell, my, out, my wardrobe is pure entertainment. I mean, I got mushrooms on. You got mushrooms people, all over people get a kick out of you know i think it's you know all that to say what? everybody was spending a thousand dollars a month or more on groceries they were saying everybody was cooking i thought well hell i can cook let's amp up stand by your pan on this new tiktok uh platform and see what the hell it's about and so i did and it's just a country music infused i mean obviously stand by your pan pays homage to tammy wynette uh, another one of my country queen heroes and uh and i sing the intro and the outro and I try to trickle in a little bit of my uh, artistry in it, but it's basically just comfort food. It's just a, a showcase of, a, it's just a way to showcase my personality and mm -hmm. give people an insight to my life. This is my kitchen and 
these are my clothes and these are my grandmother's dishes and shit that I'm cooking with. It's harvest gold and avocado green. And, you know, every time I cook in my kitchen, I feel like I'm cooking with my grandmamas again. And that's part of the appeal. I think of my TikTok or my TikTok took off because people feel like uh, they're cooking with their grandmas. again. And and you're real. You're real. People think that I'm older and I'm really not like I'm like 30. I'm next. I'm 33 in March. And everybody's like, could you be my mom? Will you adopt me? And like, I don't want kids. I like, like, you're too old for me. No, but, uh, so that's the only setback, I guess you could say, but, uh, it's been, a, it's been so rewarding Kyle to go in. I, mean, I cannot go anywhere without taking a picture with somebody. I know that it says 1.4 million, but I get a lot of friends who follow me and that text me and they're like, Hey, my TikTok keeps on following you. I have to go follow you back like for the fifth time. Anyway, so it's, it's a weird app. I'm still trying to figure it out, but um, I believe I believe we reached a, a bigger number than that because uh, oh, yeah. I have pictures everywhere I go. Really? And they're showing up to shows and they're buying merchandise. I can't keep my Trans Am shirts on the shelf. We sold out. <laughs> sold out of the whole. I wanted one of those. Not just one my one shirts, but the whole, you know, that particular brand of shirt. Yeah. We got to go buy another company. I wanted so, one of those. I'm sad they're off the shelf. <laughs> Well, honey, well, whenever we get the, the new ones, I'm going to put the logo on the front. Yes. This way they're coming this week. Woo! Praise Jesus. There you go. I love, bam, bam. I do love a 77 trans. I love, I love. I'm a car guy, too, so I love them, too. I love them, too. They, would um, talk, they, they, they call me the brunette Dolly, but I'm, I mean, I think Dolly's wonderful, but I, I'm a, people you know, think that I'm a, obsessed with Dolly. I'm not at all. Burt Reynolds is like, Smoking the Bandit. I'm obsessed with Smoking the Bandit. And Burt Reynolds, you know, reminds me of my daddy, a shorter version of my daddy. And so I've just been obsessed with that movie. And uh, as a kid, I saw a rerun of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And I saw Dolly's Wardrobe. And I thought, my God, when I can afford to dress like that, like if she's banging Burt, I don't want to dress like that. You know what I mean? That's basically how I thought, like, you know, because Burt Reynolds is like, he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, he could be my grandpa. Yeah. Rest in peace. But all that to say, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of where the wardrobe and I love. Uh, it. You know, I could I could afford to buy the clothes that I liked. That's what's you're authentic, fun. and I love that. I think that's awesome. I think that listen, you could walk into a room and ever anyone's gonna be able to recognize you. Anyone's gonna be able to recognize you. I can't say the same. I wear the same black t-shirt and jeans every single day, but you. That's well, honey, you know what? There, there's a beauty to blending in and to being meek and humble and and humility is something that I, you know, that I that I work on every day. I feel like the people that I know that are the most successful are also the ones that are uh, really self-aware. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, anyway, I, I know that I'm different, and I can be insecure about it or I can embrace it and just be who I am. And in the process, other people kind of get inspired to go do their own damn thing too. That's right. I think that is a fantastic way to look at it. You either embrace it and you run with it or you, you know, you let it get you, but you can't let it get to you. You just got to have to go for it. And I I respect that because I think in every aspect of life, I think that they're going to come. Wow. I can't talk. I think that there's going to come times where you're either going to say, do I let this kick me down? Or do I take it and run with it? So I respect that. I respect that. Well, and that's, I love that you say that because that's exactly what, uh, what I did with the, with the, you're going to love me tailgate tour. Mm-hmm. I don't have a big manager. Uh, I don't have a manager right now. I've been fortunate to have friends helping me out along the way. My buddy, Johnny and my friend, Brooke, he helped me like through this release of the half record, lover to pieces. But you know, it really, unfortunately it's, it's a big political game here in town. Mm-hmm. If you want to get on radio, 
um, or to really break break through, it takes it, it. It's not a matter of talent, unfortunately. It's a matter of who's got the bigger manager. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's who gets on the tours. That's who gets the shows. That's who gets on the radio. Yeah. So I've been looking for managers. So I figured, well, hmm, what's the best way to to shake those bushes, get some of the attention of some of these big boys, uh, and to bring it to the fans and to get to the fans, I thought, well, hell, I'm gonna come to them. I'm gonna crash them on the concerts of some of my favorite acts like Stapleton, Eric Church, but the Osborne, guys like that. Anyway, without of course I don't mention their names when I'm advertising my tailgate tour, right. but but I'm so tickled with how this thing's been going. I mean, I've a uh, uh, William Morris, my booking agency, it kind of built a fire under them. They've been booking me some more shows, obviously, but uh, but yeah, I, it is my, the coolest thing. It is a the fan coolest donated. Thing. Uh, he donated his. Uh, he got a white F three fifty flatbed truck to me, and I bought a really fancy banner with my Trans Am. You're gonna love me logo on it, and, and yeah, and I, my dear friend Carter, like you know, loaned me his PA, and uh, my tour manager and I, or my assistant Biddy and I, are we'll go out. So yeah, we've done North Carolina, Columbus, what else? Lexington. Lexington yeah. Uh, crashed uh, UGA Vandy game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I'm fixing to crash. Uh, oh, and I just crashed last week in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa Amphitheater. And then I was John Party Show. And then <laughs> I didn't tell him I was coming. Uh, oh, I have two more dates on that run. I'm doing on the 17th and the 18th of December. I'll be in Greensboro. Uh, Greensboro, South Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina. Or I got this confused. Greenville, South Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. I should know that. So, so do you just do you just, do it? Do you just look at dates and say and say, you know, I want to go here, or do you are you strategic about it, or do you just? Well, I have. Well, I have. It has to be within driving distance for me right. to make it work, and uh, and I, I have to be available. Obviously, right. if I'm not playing a show or something, so December. Obviously, everything's kind of shutting down for the holidays. And again, it needs to be an artist its own brand with me. I was approved to perform right in front of Bridgestone Arena. If you are familiar with Nashville and Bridgestone, it's, you know, where all these streets kind of meet. And it's, it's literally the front door is on the corner street. It's like literally facing off of me. So it's, anyway, I got approved to park right there and perform for the Stapleton thing. But Stapleton's camp, uh, this is no reflection on him, but they, uh, you know, Bridgestone said, hell yeah. Stapleton's camp said, hell no. So. Anyway, that uh, I tried to do things the right way there. Right, right. But I had a way to go to anyway. Right. Okay. Well, then that's even better. There you go. But that's the only note that I run into, though. But all that to say, that the, the dates that I pick, it's got to be an artist that makes sense, like a, yeah. it's on brand with me, like a Hardy right. or a Morgan Wallen, you know, or an Eric Church, um, you know, Party, John Party, acts that are on brand with what I do, Stapleton, yeah. things like that. Right, right, and that makes total sense. I think the idea is absolutely fantastic and you you went into my segue without me even having to do anything this is great I, you, you're reading my mind here today it's fantastic <laughs> but um i just think that the that the idea of it is really cool and i think it's 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 laid back and you know because you just enjoy music i think that's awesome and you know it's different it's different you have you don't you don't I don't know if I've ever seen something like that. So it's cool that you get to go and do that and kind of. Well, it's ballsy and gutsy, I'll say. But I it mean, is, but it's it, good it, to take risks. It comes risk, down right? to bringing the music to people. Like these people are shut up in their houses yeah. and uh, if, if they're not back at work yet. And and hell, I'm. It's my job to entertain, you know. You and go. I and I want to bring music to them. So if it's 59 seconds of joy in a in a country music infused cooking video or a uh, you know something on the gram or in a three minute song that I write, I mean, yeah. I think it's I think it's my job to take yeah. the music to them. So I'm going to do it until, uh, till I can, uh, Hell yeah. 
independently how i can get a team to do it with me for me oh yeah there you go there you go is there anything that you can't cook serious question that i anything that i can't cook yeah that you just like don't think because i feel like one i feel like you you can make anything and it all looks absolutely fantastic things i've never even tried before that just look amazing and i'll eat it i'm like like a garbage can i'll eat it i can't cook well i mean it's not necessarily what i can't cook or just things that i haven't cooked yet or had time to cook yet i don't know can i not cook i don't know i don't i don't brew my own beer i don't really make my own wine that's at our moonshine i'd rather not do that or there's somebody else do that i guess you could say uh i i won't cook octopus i'm not i'm not a fan of calamari no thank you i won't touch one of those things i've cleaned animals i've skinned squirrels and fish and you know going up with an outdoorsman that for a father and dating outdoors men yeah i'm i i can do that kind of stuff but an escargot i'm not a fan that? of snails i don't want to touch those little slimy suckers oh, oh. <laughs> but uh but no i just uh i like to cook the good old meat potatoes kind of stuff or skinny stuff i mean i guess i could do sushi i have never done sushi Ooh, do you like sushi? sushi yeah i love sushi Ooh, ooh, i don't know but i just feel like uh you know, it's a lot of trouble for me to go to 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 an expense to get that fresh yeah. fish and everything. And where yeah. am I going to just, you know, I don't have a kitty cat to throw the guts to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really, a, I'm not really a sushi person. I don't know. That's the one thing I can't really get into is sushi. Really? My family I loves hear- it, but I can't. I don't know why. I think yeah, when you come to Nashville, you holler at me and there's a place, uh, well, it's called Sushi Yobi. And sometimes you'll even see Steven Tyler in there. It's great. Right. But uh, that's why you go there, huh? Oh, yeah. But now I love the volcano roll. My buddy Channing Wilson took me there for the first time and it blew my mind. It's so good. And I've been to the fancy sushi place here in town, Rock or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, the volcano roll and the uh, Rocky Mountain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I'm with you, Hoss. I'm a, yeah, I'm more of a meat potatoes kind of woman, too. Me Give too. me a ribeye any day. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like that. that. That's 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 my cup of tea right there. I, I don't know. I I think that stuff's good. Although I will say I'm not picky in the slightest bit. Like I am, I am pretty, I am pretty down to eat almost anything. But it's just textures that I'm not a fan of. Like it's the textures that throw me off. So like, honey, I'm sorry. Yeah, avocado. I'm, Ooh, I'm no, no. But I'm not an avocado fan. I'm not textures a guacamole not. fan either. Ooh. But then again, really? they, they say they say that you have to have the right guacamole to become a guacamole fan. So I, think I, just really, I mean, are you, yeah, I mean, I think it just needs to be seasoned well, but it needs to be chunky, not all mushed up and whatever. Food is food, but <laughs> food is food. Um, I was going to talk about the half record. I want to know a couple of things here. Um, my favorites either got to be, you're going to love me just because I love all the references of, you know, Alan Jackson and everything like that. But um, I'm also a really, really, really big fan of uh, shoes. Love it. Thank you. So um, I want to know why, well, first off, couple things here there's five songs here why these five songs for this record also i like how you call the half record and not like something oh, really? i think that's, that's right. kind of cool right. you know what i'm saying so that's i think right. that's cool so why'd you go that route and do all that well i wanted to put out a whole record i was adamant about it i went round and round about it but the label didn't want to put the money up to do the whole project okay. um just long story short the the but to see my contract through, I had to, uh, there was enough left to do a half album. Yeah. And so uh, I was kind of forced under the circumstances to do a half record instead of a whole record. Uh, 
and I, the term EP just sounds a little chintzy to me because I'm a go big or go home kind of woman, Kyle. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I called it the half record so that people would know that there's more coming. And, uh, and it was, it was a half record, but uh, I thought those songs, I wrote You're Gonna Love Me as a as a show opener. I had no idea that it was gonna react the way that it did like on TikTok or whatnot. And there's some stations up North that have been adding me, you know, without a label pushing it or anything. Um, but You're Gonna Love Me. And then uh, Shoes actually almost didn't make it. It was a song that I wrote. I literally started writing that chorus. Of, you know, if I was in your shoes, I could come running back to me. I started that. I wrote that on my ottoman over here in my living room, getting over some boy. And it's my last year's relationship that I was in. And anyway, and I was just, it was just one of those songs that I wrote as a, yeah, I didn't think there's anything really special about it, but my publishing company sent it to my the record label and the label called me the vp called me he was like this is fucking this is a smash this is huge anyways and so i i cut it and i'm so glad that i did because it's really met people uh who have been there or who are going through it and uh and plus it's just it's hooky as shit it's fun to sing and anyway i hate that he got i hate that he left the label because we'd be going radio right now with it (laughs) but anyway god's got a plan though for uh you know in the bigger picture that one left right such a fun mm-hmm. song it was so hooky i could not do it i was uh i'm buddies with dylan carmichael and shayla his fiance now but they were before he proposed to her they were having dinner at my house and she was giving him shit about not buying her diamond yet and, <laughs> and i was writing that song and i sent it to him and anyway he's like are you reading my mail it's like i'm literally going to get a ring today like i'm okay i'm fixing it post to her you're just reading people's minds look at you i don't know no, oh my no, god no and he's like hannah this song's a smash she's like this is a this is a hit yeah anyway so uh it was one of those songs that just fell out of the sky it came really easily yeah. brandon my producer Brandon hood had the title and and i just started humming the quick go and left right left right left right on it and that, that just came out like nothing. And then the, if you want it, you better put a ring on her left right now. I just fell out of my mouth and we, we had a chorus. Yeah, that's awesome. I oh, think yeah. that, I, I think that these five songs and and uh, you can either, I hope you agree with me, but maybe you disagree. I don't know. I think these five songs are great depictions of who you are and sound wise and who you want to be. And yes. I think that I will say that you know, I try and listen to as much music as I possibly can on Fridays when it comes out, but I purposely, purposely waited until a couple of days to listen to this record because I wanted to sit there and listen to all five songs without rushing or just trying to hear them and say which ones I like, and which ones I don't like. I purposely did that. And I'm so glad I did that because when I did at the end of it, I said, wow, this absolutely kicks ass. And I think that, you know, this is a great time for you to put it out. I'm so glad you did because it's absolutely fantastic in every way no song number one thank you thank you thank you i wish that i'd have known uh that i needed to keep some songs rolling out after that because i certainly would have uh put tall boy out a little sooner yeah. but we just put that one out too and and this girl don't need a man i just need mm-hmm. a tall boy that's the phone i'll sit right that with brandon hood and ben stennis um but yeah it was a this was a collab the half record was a collaborative effort and uh you know the, the label was really enthusiastic about leave this bar and uh, and girls call the shots yeah uh which i thought girls call the shots i mean i heard that i didn't write that particular song right. and uh because i, I mean I, i'm a songwriter but i'm an artist and i just think that there there are songwriters that have been called here just for that to town yeah. uh, the warren brothers i mean who's going to argue with those guys and when I, you hear a hook like that it's so good it hurts your feelings yeah. and so i knew i had to cut it and i think chris young and one other 
artist, uh, Chris Young had it on hold to cut. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of, I didn't really steal it from him. I just mm-hmm. went in the studio and I cut a, like a guitar vocal yeah. of it, just yeah. a guitar vocal and sent it to the label. And they're like, all right, this is Hannah's song. It was a guy's song, but you I cut mainly music. Just... I don't really sing girly shit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. I, 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 you didn't really steal. You just went in there and you just took a little piece of it. And then, you know, you did your it own little flavor to it. Yeah. That, well, yeah, but I, I just made it my own and I'm so thankful to the, the songwriters let me do that. And, and yeah, I mean, we've got three or four, four main streams on it now on Apple. So yeah. anyway, so I'm tickled. Hell yeah. There you go. Thank God. Thank God for that one. Hey, I think it's really important what you just said there is the fact that some of these people come to town, they move to Nashville and they move to Nashville for the sole purpose that they're going to write songs. And there are some absolutely incredible songwriters out there. And, um, you know, some many, many, all of them are significantly more talented than anything I'll do in my entire life. And I think that it's great that, you know, you, you, you dabble into seeing what's available there. Cause like you said, you're a songwriter in yourself as well, but as the artist person, you sometimes there's some songs that might mean something to you, but you just didn't get the chance to write them yet. You didn't get to put pen to the paper. So um, I think it's kind of cool that you go ahead and you do that and, and you, you mesh that in with your own songwriting um, together and, I think that that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I write for other people too. I'm tickled to have cuts, you know, other artists, you know, like, yes, uh, you, you know, they built Lainey Wilson's first, mm-hmm. ha- her her EP or half record off of a song that I wrote. Um, they called it Redneck Hollywood, a song yep. called LA, you know, and uh, uh, Brad Paisley's re releasing one that uh, that I wrote. Uh, God, I started it when I got fired from Bash Pro Shops. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but he's re releasing it as a duet with Miss Kelly Clarkson and that's going to be really cool to hear that one come to fruition. And so, awesome. so I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, I'm excited to, I won't call myself a triple threat by any means, but I'm excited to, you don't to, have to call yourself to be that, able to write music as that. well as sing it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have to call yourself a triple threat, but I will because I should <laughs> No, I'm not. I just think <laughs> it on the guitar. Y'all come to a show and I'll entertain you on the guitar, but don't ask me to play on your session because <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm not that, I'm not, not that good. Hey, as long as you, you fake it till you make you make them happy. That's all that really matters, right? I, um, I, you know, you mentioned the Bash Pro Shop thing. I want to just, just tat, tat, you know, touch on that a little bit. So you, you played the Opry, you know, this, this in this year, um, uh-huh. and tell me if I'm wrong here. I don't know the geographical setup here, but the Bass Pro Shop you used to work at is right by yeah, the, the Opry. The, uh, the Opry shares the same parking lot with uh, the brass price shops it's in the same big parking lot there in opry land it's the opry land mall and it's the big yeah. opry and there's a big mall and bass pros attached to it so yeah but and that's that's what motivated me to uh go to hill he wanted to work retail i didn't know what Ann saw when i moved to town so i knew that i if i work retail i'd be in a i'd be in a uh, i don't know a, a mecca where a bunch of good old boys like Dallas Davidson and Red Akins and some of those guys were coming through that I wanted to mingle with. <laughs> and then uh, I would have one or two days off during the week to figure out what the hell co-writing was and how to get a publishing deal. And then eventually, you know, how to get a record deal. So, uh, but yeah, it motivated me. I was fired for writing songs on the job. And so it was really fun to sing. It's a full I, circle right there. To sing one of the ones I was working on at my Opry debut back in 2019. And, All right. And I'm so thankful for the Opry. They just, they really embraced me and they were like, Hannah, we feel like this place has been waiting on you. So I played it four or five times and I'm excited to hopefully hit it again before the year ends. But what is it like I to just step in that circle? Huh? What's it like to just step in that circle? Oh, my heavens. It's, it's magical, honey. I, um, you know, uh, 
I tear up every time I get to play. I just, mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's a dream of mine. So mm-hmm. it's obviously, a, I refused to step foot in that circle until it was my time. I had opportunity to do it, but I would, I would never touch that thing just because I just, I'm not worthy yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm excited to have, to have the opportunities from the offer that I do have uh, in the circle network. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that, that, that really is awesome. It's, I, I've been to the Opry and even just standing in that building uh, is, is, is an experience in itself. But um, I've got a Christmas song yeah. coming out with uh, my girlfriend, Julia Cole. She asked me to, to do a Christmas duet with her. And uh, we're like, Hannah, what are we singing? I said, why don't we pay homage to Brenda Lee? So, uh, so she, uh, she cut rocking around the Christmas tree. And so we're doing that. She's going to be over here in a little bit too. We're going to do some content for it. that's awesome that's so exciting i'm so excited for that hannah thanks so much for coming to hang out with me i do appreciate it it was an absolute blast you are a one you're a hell of an artist hell of a songwriter just a great person overall and um i really enjoyed it so i I hope you enjoyed it too and um i'm really looking forward to everything you got going on and uh everything you got coming up in the future um obviously this christmas song as well as everything else really thank you so much i really do appreciate it kyle you rock but thanks for keeping up with me and for promoting uh rising talent rising young talent like me honey and i do hope to holler at me when you come to town all right sooner rather than later i promise you that i promise okay i'll let you know everybody thanks for coming to another episode of the member country music podcast remember rate subscribe give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast new episodes come out every friday 11 a.m eastern 10 central as always i'm kyle corbus that's hannah dasher and i'll see you next week bye bye now